At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. to Abracadabra, Create What You Speak. I'm Ilan Azulai, spiritual mentor and a sound therapist for you who are ready to reclaim your power. I work through sound frequencies and the power of our voice. Abracadabra, this is an empowerment program, a program where I bring thought leaders, artists, scientists, anyone that is in their gifts and anyone that is here to support one another to show their gifts to the world, and with that, to empower and encourage another person. Even one person is enough. In the face of the urgent environmental crisis that the world faces, multiple solutions are necessary. Technological, political, economic, ethical, and behavioral. While the Sabbath, or Shabbat, is rooted in Judaism, the Torah, or the Bible, is not only for Jewish people, but for the entire world to learn from, enjoy its wisdom that has known to our fathers way before science, and to spark our imagination for a better, more divinely connected self. Therefore, the Shabbat can be looked at as a solution for our, to our global climate and earth crisis. How can the Sabbath be of service to earth? How can we take the gems about the Sabbath and apply towards a sustainable solution for our dying earth or sustainable communities. We can do so much more for our world, for our communities, and for earth without actually doing anything. What a concept. (laughs) My guest is Jonathan Scorch, the founder of the Green Sabbath Project. Green Sabbath Project is to spark a mass movement of observance of a weekday of rest, Sabbath, Shabbat. A green Sabbath or a weekly Earth Day on which impact on the environment is minimized as much as possible. I want to bring Jonathan online and uh, let's... There you are. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? Hello, hello, Ilan. Welcome. Welcome uh, to my screen. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Welcome to my screen. I have to deal here with with, uh, headphones that... uh, crashed a little but we'll we'll do oh. <laughs> <laughs> everything is uh, we, we have to uh, uh, improvise right exactly. improvise thank you very much for joining you're joining from berlin is that right 
I am joining you from Berlin. I teach at a German university, although I myself am a thoroughgoing New Yorker. Oh wow! Yeah, I could hear the I could hear the accent. So please tell 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 us and uh, tell me again, but tell us tell our viewers really what is the Green Sabbath project? This is this is really a a concept. So please please share with that. Please share with us. With, please share with us that. With pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'm really honored Absolutely. and delighted. Uh, the Green Sabbath project is something I thought of about two years ago. Uh, we finished our website really right as COVID hit big time. Um, and as a historian, someone who studies Jewish history and the Jewish past and Judaism and the, the many things it has to offer us uh, still today, when I kept thinking about Judaism and the ecology, I kept, of course, coming back to the, the question of, of Shabbat, the question of the Sabbath, which is really the heart and center of, of Judaism and Torah and its program in many, many ways. And I really kept thinking it's such a it's a it's fascinating how to me this ancient idea and practice is still so relevant and how desperately I feel like we could use it in the 21st century where we face these ecological crises of, of huge enormity and urgency. And uh, here we have this kind of ancient spiritual technology of just taking one day off a week. And I, I feel like it's a, I, I feel like it's an ecological ritual or practice. And that's exactly what we need. I think as, as our societies are trying to figure out how to move to what some call an ecological or cosmological uh, orientation, you know, in the face of these environmental crises, Shabbat or the Sabbath, the idea of a weekly day of rest seems to me a wonderful vehicle, a wonderful kind of weekly Earth Day ecological ritual that, you know, that what does it mean to, to be an ecological civilization or cosmological society, you know, a, a, a system that really thinks about the future, thinks about the well-being, not just of the elite or the white men, but of everyone and even non-human species, thinks of the well-being of ecosystems, etc., etc. And we have so far to go uh, to get there. So to celebrate, obviously, right, we obviously have to do all the important things we know are helpful, recycling, composting, uh, using less energy, having more energy-efficient buildings, etc. But there's a way in which what we also need to do is really develop practices as a society that reinforce our environmental values and that reorient us in our struggle to preserve those values, to preserve the environment. And so to me, something like Sabbath, which is a practice indigenous to the West for, you know, well over a thousand years, uh, obviously goes back even further in Judaism, um, and a practice that is organically deeply interwoven with our daily lives. Uh, you know, six days of the week we work now in modern times, five days of the week. Mm -hmm. uh, and then thankfully we have a weekend, whether it's secular or religious or spiritual, we have it uh, due to union labor efforts, among other uh, of those who fought for it. And the idea, the ancient practice of a Shabbat, of a, of a day a week where you essentially say to your employers, you say essentially to the economic system, I don't belong to you. You don't own me. I, I have an existence beyond you. Uh, I have a freedom and a dignity that you can't touch. Uh, and so it temporarily one day a week out of seven 
right? I'm free. I'm liberated. I can't be exploited. Uh, I, I'm not concerned with profit making. I'm not concerned with doing or changing or, or manipulating nature. I'm just delighting in being. I'm content. I'm with my family. I'm with my kids. I'm with my partner. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, here we are in the 21st century, really becoming increasingly aware of how we're, particularly in the United States, how we're working ourselves way too hard, suffering individual uh, illness, suffering collective illness, um, environmentally, all of the accumulation that we have been able to do in this hyper-capitalist accumulation society has not made us happy in many respects. Uh, and we are destroying possibly the very means of our existence environmentally. So, you know, I think we yeah. desperately have to change how we do things. And the, the idea that once a week we have a practice that reminds us um, it's not about how much you make, you know, it's not about how much you own. Um, we have to remember the Sabbath comes in the midst of a radical program, a radical kind of theopolitical socioeconomic program, right? Every seven days uh, you rest. So you have the weekly day of rest. And then every seven years you have a sabbatical year, right? The Shemitah year, the sabbatical mm -hmm, year in, mm -hmm, which, mm -hmm. in which, by the way, all debts are canceled. All private agricultural lands are supposed to be made public, absolutely common use, right? The commons. That's in Even, Judaism, yeah. This is in Judaism and the biblical yeah. system that Shabbat, that Sabbath comes in the midst of. Uh, so every seven years, you don't work the land. You trust in God's abundance. You don't harvest. You don't irrigate. You trust that there will be enough naturally. And the private property aspect of, of land ownership also is released for the year. Can you imagine canceling all debts every seven years? Yeah, in right. our system yeah, yeah what a concept <laughs> and then exactly and then every seven times that cycle right so every seven times seven years we have this jubilee year the yovel and the jubilee year on the 50th year uh is the kind of culmination of this cycle and uh it's also a sabbatical year all slaves are freed all lands revert to their original owner so you have this economic system that is designed to prevent economic disequilibrium, right? The system itself is meant to kind of fix itself every seven years, every 49 years and every seventh day and not become so imbalanced, not become mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. unequal that it becomes unhealthy, that it becomes unfair. That's right. That's right. And Even so our body. That is Part of this radical program yeah. and we forget that uh, even those of us who keep sabbath in a traditional sense christian jewish or muslim often forget that the main purpose of the biblical sabbath was right in commemoration right. of the creation of the world it was right. to celebrate just the fact that we exist that we're there's something here beautiful that we share so it's a deeply ecological practice even in its biblical origins. That's right. Uh, That's right. This, this well, is, anyway, this I can go on and on about No, I, I get you. I, um, I, I totally get you. I hope this that is, gives this, some introduction. This, this gives a great introduction uh, and a great insight to how to look at, how to look at that. Because 
when people hear usually Sabbath, Shabbat, or whether they're Jews or non-Jews, they look at it from a, a religious, dogmatic standpoint. You know, it is it is not a necessarily, again, it's, it's not, there are, there are exceptions, of course, and people like yourself, and, and I definitely, I mean, after I heard that, I mean, it, it just makes sense. And we're talking about being uh, uh, being grateful being grateful to waking up to seeing this to seeing creation to be thankful to everything that is happening and how can we you know and, and sometimes it is hard when when somebody is going through a, a a hardship you know some of us are having different stories and everybody has a different story and somebody is going through a hardship it is hard to look at it just from the mind standpoint. So there is an action that actually is doing nothing, right? Is actually doing nothing. There is an action that is is here, that is physically here, that is... And you know, and there is there is a different sense. You know, when Shabbat comes in, there is a different feel in the air. I tell you that. It is... It is if, if you're attuned to that, there is a different feel in the air. Yesterday I was... Uh, redondo and it was just friday and i was looking before shabbat and looking at everything and just looking at the beach and and just and just the birds and the animals and and you're talking we'll talk about that because there's so many things that i saw on your website that that are that are worth mentioning and, and and important to mention that it is not from a religious standpoint but from an ecological from an animal human animal rights standpoint uh, and, you know, our body also regenerates every seven years. Our cells regenerate every seven years. Seven is a number that is worldwide, you know, seven days, like you mentioned, seven days and the, the, just seven years. Everything is connected. If we look at it from a standpoint of creation, we're saying, okay, let's take it from a, let's leave the religious part aside for a second, okay? Let's leave the religious part uh, aside for a second. With one action or one, the lack of an action, so to speak, where we are helping animals, we're helping the earth recycle, we're helping earth, the, the, the air maybe clean up a little bit. When we're talking, right. I, I, I join meetings that are talking about what can we do, what can we do, what can we do? And also like this program that is an empowerment program and the work that I do in empowering, it's not what can we do all the time, but what can we peel off that will contribute to where we want to go because it's really about unlearning all these all these stories and all these things that we've that we've accumulated over the years whether it you know whatever country we are whatever family we're born into so this is really a you know you're writing on your you write on your website uh, uh, this is this is great Appreciation and gratitude for Earth, for cosmos, for the existence. It's time for us to to just think, to just look a little bit about what's around us. Hospitality, education, and 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 your project, the Green Sabbath project. And before we get into how you started this, but the Green Sabbath project is really actively involved in the community. How how do you how is it how is it coming to play? How is it? 
it is it is that that's what I love so much about the idea of this Sabbath, this weekly day of rest, is that so many different things intersect through it, so many things do flow through it. Community, self-care, self-well-being, it's political, it's spiritual, it's completely ecological, um, it's a practice, it's also an idea, and, and so it has so many dimensions to it. Um, Sabbath really is about community, what we encourage people to do. And again, I, I really appreciate your emphasizing that. And I just want to repeat, I'm really, we're, we're really not pushing Shabbat or Sabbath in any Orthodox traditional sense, yeah, Jewish. Absolutely. I really am trying to adapt this and popularize it for the 21st century. And I'm happy to have it take many different forms, many different kinds of things one can do, almost as many things as one can imagine, right? So, it could be a whole day in which you do nothing, in which you withdraw from impacting on nature, withdraw from uh, influencing and manipulating nature. It could be a day on which you read nature poetry out loud with to one another. It could be a day on which you say prayers that you wrote with uh, your school children, uh, you know, thanks to Mother Earth. Uh, it could be you play ecological board games together. It could be something as simple as going for a walk in the woods. That's right. Uh, outdoors uh instead of having your regular sermon you could have um read wendell berry poems etc 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 there's so many things and to me any of those and all of those things could be uh green sabbath worthy uh yeah. and it can be a pantheistic thing it can be an absolutely atheistic thing it can be something that you do because it's functional and it makes sense to rest it, and you could do it for something for reasons because it's the deepest mystical cosmological secrets i don't i don't know that i that i care so much i just feel like we really need to become ecological societies and this seems to me such a wonderful vehicle to do it um you know the so according to the bible the hebrew bible right there are the the sabbath is really not much is said about it we know only that it um is it, it honors or imitates God having created the world in six days and then resting. So we know we're supposed to imitate God and rest. And we're told that it comes to commemorate two things. One is the liberation of the Israelite slaves from slavery in Egypt. And two, to commemorate creation, the fact that the world exists, that God so loved us and the world that God created something uh, for us to survive on and thrive on. Uh, so that was Shabbat. That was Sabbath. You weren't supposed to light fires. Um, you weren't supposed to leave your dwelling place. And that's about all we know about it. The rabbi has elaborated uh, a whole system of forbidden yeah. labor, mm -hmm. uh, things that were done, all of the work that went into building this mobile tabernacle, the, the kind of uh, nomadic home for the divine when the Israelites were in the desert, the Mishkan. Um, all of the work that went into it, uh, chopping, you know, timber, painting, yeah. cutting, um, <laughs> building, nailing, etc. All of those 39 forms of labor that rabbis decided, uh, there were 39 of them. They were all forbidden on Sabbath. And, you know, on the one hand, it's an ancient understanding of the world and technology and what you know society is. Uh, you construct things, you build things, and so on the day of rest, we don't do any of those things. Yeah. Uh, and in our era, you know, we're all looking around for 
ways we can reduce our carbon footprint, right? We're all obsessed with, hopefully, <laughs> obsessed hopefully with, all, hopefully all. <laughs> but right, hopefully you know. we're obsessed with reducing our impact on the environment. And here, already 3,000, 2,500, 2,000 years ago, we don't know the exact dates, the rabbis came up with a, their own system of saying, here are the actions that we're going to voluntarily give up one day a week in order to go back for that day to the Garden of Eden. That's one yeah. of the things that people talk about the Sabbath in Judaism. Right? The, the, the Sabbath is a return to the Garden of Eden. And there, that, that we could talk about that a lot. That's a beautiful image and what it means, it's right? Beautiful. The, it's, it's like the Garden of Eden because one can rest, one doesn't have to work, one lives purely from divine abundance, right? And coming, and like coming into unity. Coming into unity. Coming into because unity. We're coming into unity there's, with earth, back to Eden, the unity. Yeah. Right. There's no separation. There's no alienation. Exactly. So one day a week, we can really achieve that by entering, you know, traditionally and according to the, the Jewish mystical yes. uh, tradition, we can enter that if we have the right mindset, the right mindfulness, and we can really create a kind of temporary utopia, as you said, very much harmony with our own bodies, our souls, with our minds, all at one. The cosmos is in harmony. Uh, it's not the ultimate redemption. It's not the ultimate salvation of everything, but it's something that we can really do, yes. induce an altered state of being every seventh day, and live a kind of temporary utopia. So, so again, very powerful to me, especially thinking ecologically, right? Where we, we so are, we have such desire, rightfully so, to live in harmony with the, the seasons, with other beings. Right. Uh, how do we do what we need to do for our own survival, but in a way that ultimately contributes to uh, the well-being of other species, not just ex extracts uh, resources right. and, and things That's that right. we need. That's so, right. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. This uh, this weekly, uh, I talked about it on Friday, uh, this weekly portion, Vayakehel, mm -hmm. is talking about continuation of the building of the Mishkan. But right. what's interesting is that he starts first with the Shabbat. With the Shabbat. Right. He starts with the Shabbat and you say, well, you think that naturally he will start with, okay, this is what we need to do for the Mishkan and talking about the half shekel and the half coin that I talked about that is a representation of our potential. The half is our potential and the next half is how we exercise this potential. Mm -hmm. And uh, But he talks about the Shabbat first, saying that despite how wonderful and how divine work that you are doing, Shabbat is Shabbat. Shabbat comes before and so, so you don't do even the work on on Shabbat, and it's really a, a um, it's really fascinating to see how, first of all, how everything comes together, even in in the form of conversation, in the form that we're having today, a conversation about about this, about rejuvenation, about uh, getting this feminine energy, the the creation, the feminine energy in Shabbat and rejuvenation, and and. Uh, and this portion of the week. This is really this is really fascinating. Before I continue, I think I butchered your last name <laughs> when I said it. Shors. 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 All right, there you go. There you go. Yeah, it's a hard so, one. It's a hard one. So, 
so Jonathan, you 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 are you you're from you were born in New York, you said. Very much. Right? I wasn't born in New York, but I was raised in New York. Yeah. You were raised in New York. Yeah. Um, how were were you raised always in a religious family, in a, a, a observant family? How did you come into where you are today? Uh, my my father is uh, a rabbi, was a rabbi. He's also a historian. His father, my grandfather, Allah Shalom, may his memory be a blessing, uh, was also a rabbi in Germany. So it's even interesting my being back in Germany. Uh, so mm. I grew up in homes that were, yes, steeped in Torah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, and as I'm finding out now as a scholar, more and more, my uh, grandfather and his father, my great grandfather, who was who actually ran a Jewish orphanage in southern Germany, uh, uh, and he was really very uh, connected to nature. He, my great grandfather, and my my grandfather too, grew up in a small village in southern Germany. They were very much rural Jews, and they were very much connected connected to uh, the natural world in which they lived. So, so I, I find that very sweet, very moving, and and fascinating. Um, you know that. Th- we, it would be ideal, right? I, I, I have one uh, colleague who's a Christian theologian who uh, has written a beautiful, uh, really important book about agriculture in the Bible, in the Hebrew Bible in particular, and how the Hebrew Bible reflects really a, a pretty, again, kind of radical economic polit- politics, um, a kind of agrarian vision um, mm. of, you know, uh, economic self-sufficiency, um, small scale, kind of small is beautiful. Uh, you know, as the prophets put it, every man or woman uh, under his fig tree, you know. Um, yeah. And there is something very beautiful about that that vision in Judaism. We Ideally, we would love to be holy all the time, right? We would love the divine to be housed in everything in the world, in everything in existence. And maybe that's possible. It's often hard to see the divine in existence. And that's why biblically, right, they build a tabernacle. They build a specific building. And it's not like God, really, that's the only place God is. But it's a metaphor. It's a symbol, right? That's the the people know God is there. And, you know, so this Christian theologian said to me, well, well, you know, Green Sabbath, I don't like the idea that one day a week I'm supposed to minimize my environmental impact. I, I have to do that every day of the week. And, you know, we should all all the time we should be thinking about how to reduce our environment. <laughs> yeah. And I said, yeah, I, I, absolutely, you're completely correct. But it's hard for people to always be holy. It's hard for people to always do the right thing. And in a way, the power of ritual, the power of a practice, you know, is precisely that as a vehicle, as a vessel, it challenges you, it, it provokes you hopefully positively, right, to, to, to take advantage of this form and fill it with something, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, if we could meditate all the time and be mindful and always connected and not alienated, we would. We would do that. But who can keep that up? That's an impossible level, right? Well, so, we are- something doable you know it's a it's you can, you can remember one day a week oh yeah you know thank god there are days of the week thank god we have a planet we can live on to work on you know this is you thank god that we have vegetables to eat thank god we have a community and and we bury our dead nearby and that roots us to the soil near us and i mean 
etc etc you know uh ritual well, you know, be- we are always we, we are we are in duality right we live in duality we have the the the, the flesh we have the soul we, we live in duality so it's always like a pull and push you know sometimes we have to be there to want to come back here and to be here to want to come back here so it's mm-hmm. I, I i don't see that it is um uh, that it is very like you said not 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 many people can be constantly in one place of divinity on one place of connectedness on one place because we are we are immersed in this in this in this world we are immersed in this in this creation and and the divine yeah while the mishkan is as you said is a is a metaphor is a place of coming together maybe it's a, an idea of focusing of being focused on when we want to do something you know when some people cannot work from home so they have to go out to the office to have the feel that they are working and then they can get work done it is it is similar to that but because we are living here on earth god is everywhere and god is everywhere we invite god to be in you know so so the sabbath i think is like the mishkan if we look at it like what you're saying where we're taking one day a week to focus on it and to be there because especially if you haven't if if one ha- didn't practice this all the time it's very hard and probably not very sustainable to jump right away into 100% 0 to 100 right uh, starting in a incremental right. but there are, build. there are absolutely and there are all kinds of things one can do you know there are na- there are towns and neighborhoods that, for instance where they where they uh, might shut down some of the streets so that the streets can be reclaimed by pedestrians or skateboarders or bicyclists. Yeah, yes. uh, right? There are all kinds of things now. Tiffany Schlein is a filmmaker who started something called Technology Shabbats, where she and her family get off all of their devices and all of their screens for 24 hours, you know, once a week. Um, so there are a lot of people who are realizing the wisdom of, of these kinds of things. And also, you know, just... Shabbat, according to Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, right? Shabbat is called Oneg, the Karatala Shabbat Oneg, right? You call mm-hmm. the Shabbat a delight. And why is the Shabbat a delight? Because one is simply existing. One isn't doing. One doesn't have to prove one's existence. One doesn't have a goal one is getting to. There's nothing instrumental. You can simply mm-hmm. delight and be. And that's so hard for us to do uh, for, you know, a variety of reasons. And just that delight to just to chill, you know, to yeah, to chill. simple <laughs> things like having a extended meal with your friends and family, being able to sing a little bit, um, and you know, really enjoy each other's company, uh, and and enjoy the the gifts of the world, you know, the, around us that we hopefully helped grow and produce, uh, and really to to enter that mindset is is so important for us we're we're so busy running and chasing and uh, grabbing and and yearning and desiring and and so this idea a a practice a a self-discipline whatever we want to call it of just saying to ourselves you know we have enough or this is, what do I need? What do I really need? You know, what else do I really need? I have my health. I have my family. Thank God. I, you know, um, there's a there's a way that when we think about the ecological crises, yes, of course, they're technical, scientific crises, but they're really spiritual crises. You know, it's, it's a... 
We have especially a now. We can't I mean, figure out now. how to satisfy ourselves, you know? Yeah. On a yeah. basic level, nothing is enough for us. Yeah, go ahead. The difference between having much than having everything, than to having everything, right? Jacob and Esau, right? He said, I have much. I said, I have everything. You know, so it is, it is really a spiritual uh, look at things. I, w- w- when I when I talk to people or anybody is asking, I said, uh, uh, or when I work with clients, the, the the main point to start looking at things is to understand that everything physical in this realm has a spiritual reason and cause. And if we look at at if we start if we shift the the lens that we look through, uh, uh, we we can we will see things in in different in different light in different manner. Exactly. You know, so for you who are joining Abracadabra, thank you for joining. I'm here with Jonathan Shorsh. Uh, he's the founder of a Green Sabbath project, a project that takes this day of once a week of Shabbat, of Sabbath, uh, this, regardless of what affiliation or any re- religious affiliation that you have, but a relaxing day for you, for Earth, because where we relax, we allow ourselves to rejuvenate and relax. We're also rebuilding Earth and giving back to Earth because we came here. You know, we have this beautiful, harmonious bowl. We got everything. We got everything. We have food. We have medicine in Earth, plants, medicine. We have uh, we have everything, energy, and we are just the taking and taking and taking and taking and eventually you know it comes to a to to an end so this yeah. is this is really encouraging because when i first saw that and i was like you know when i saw you you're in germany i was like do you have are there any other uh, uh communities affiliations around the world that are that are uh, associating with you. I know I saw you have several videos, several speakers on your website, and your website is listed down here, greensabbathproject.net. Yeah, thank you. And so... All kinds of connections around the world. Because of COVID and the pandemic, it's been impossible to to do in-person events, which has Mm -hmm. been uh, harsh for all of us in many ways. And because... Sabbath is really about becoming hyper local and just really communing with your friends and your family, um, not needing to travel, not needing to go anywhere because mm-hmm. you need to go. You have everything right yeah. here, right? and uh, so that's been hard. Um, we have lots of communities and organizations and congregations around the world, um, but but what I see is most things have, are, have been happening uh, virtually on Zoom. We're ho- I'm hoping yeah. that. We're we're going to have a whole weekend in October, probably, of, of bringing together as many congregations and organizations as possible around the world to do a kind of shared Green Sabbath weekend. Um, and, you know, by the way, there are African societies that have very similar practices, you know, one day yes, every five sure. or one day every seven, where, you know, they also, there's no fishing, they let the rivers replenish. So there are many reasons to allow the earth to rest. And by the way, the Bible tells us explicitly in Leviticus and Vayikra, it says explicitly, you know, um, right? The, the land wants her rest. The land needs her right. rest. And, you know, this might just be nice poetic speech, but the, the you know, other beings, non-human beings uh, also have needs, also have uh to be treated well and taken care of and not ignored and so shabbat 
isn't just for us as humans, right? As we, as you said before, exactly. Yvonne, it's really for, for all beings as well, possibly. Uh, so we encourage people to do all, we, all kinds of things. We have a long list of suggestions on our website. Uh, having a potluck meal with your friends, you know, make it vegan, make it local. You can even I make think, it I think that, that, that uh, um, I've interviewed people from different uh, animal rights um, um, organizations or, 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 or how do you say, not organizations, but uh, that are animal rights activists. And I think this will be a really great expansion and addition to to each side because we're we're both going towards the same ocean let's let's combine the rivers you know mm -hmm. and uh, and i think working together with and and, and being involved together with uh, uh animal rights groups uh, anti fur you know to 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 help raise awareness because when, when what i hear from people is when you talk about these things or animal rights or oh i have to stop doing this or i have to stop doing that or i have to change the way that i am and and how is it good for me and how just like the just like where 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 it's talked about that deal with the torah also if it's not for its sake it'll become its sake right right so also if we meet people in the way that doesn't affect their 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 earthly needs, right? So we come to them in them in, in their language, talking to them in their language, and we, through their language they see how things are shifting. Not oh, you have to be, you have to uh, observe, you have to be religious, you have to because then people are just people just go away and the whole point is to bring people to shift their perception to change right. their perception in whatever way and i feel you know on a on a whole different note steve jobs in one of his interviews said we have to change the way of we, how we think about technology it's not let's invent great technology and see how we can market it let's look at what the customer needs and let's fit the technology too so we can get what we want and on the same level is let's see how are people operating and bring them the concepts of the divine the concept of creation so they can say oh yes i want it i need it this is what i want and so i said i really i really applaud you and really really thank god for 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 the work that you're doing and anybody who is in the work of Helping others and, and contributing to others and contributing to the world. This is this is really uh, this is really fascinating. I'm, I'm you know. I'm so glad. Thank you. Yeah. This Thank this you is really uh, absolutely. Yeah. I hope it so, resonates with people. So 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 you live in Ber how long are you in Berlin already? How long do you live in Germany? This is now my seventh year, and ah, uh, right. I enjoy Berlin. Great city. Um, you know, interestingly, Germany is a country like Israel that has Sundays. Uh, almost all commerce is closed. Almost all businesses are closed, you know, with uh, certain exceptions, restaurants. Uh, but it's um, I appreciate it. You know, it's, of course, an intervention into free uh, the free market. But yeah. uh, it kind of forces you to spend a day slowing down, spend a day in the park, spend a day with your kids. Uh, spend a day reading. Um, you know, we have to learn increasingly to satisfy our needs uh, without having to buy something, without having to consume. You know, that's the exactly. main thing. Exactly. Remembering you know, that we don't have to consume to be happy. 
you know? That's, that's right, because happiness and consumption are two different worlds. Happiness is spiritual, really. Happiness is the, the sense inside, and consumption is for the physical. And that's why when we are sad, or some people, when, when, when are sad, they go and buy something because they think that it'll, it'll revive them. The soul says, I'm hungry. You go give it a car. Uh, the soul realized that the car is not enough. The car is not food, and and after a week or two weeks or something, the person <coughs> is 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 exuntite. Uh, the person is uh, is tired of the car, and now the soul wants more because the first the first wave didn't work. It was material. It doesn't it doesn't really help our 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 spiritual growth. It is it is a it is a physical uh, need. So um, no, this is this is um, this is really great. Um, so now, did you have? Did you grow up all the time in? I mean, yeah, you told me your father and your family you, in religious. So m- most likely, is that correct? That you were most likely in a religious or Jewish environment. Did you find yourself? You know what? What's I, happening over yeah. there? I want to see what's happening over there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, of course. I grew up in New York City uh, in the Bronx. I, I went to Jewish uh, day school, you know, modern Orthodox day school. Uh, in high school already, I went to a public high school. Um, but I was continuing, you know, to learn Jewishly uh, privately at the seminary in high school. Um, I mean, I went through my own Gilgulim, you know, I went through my own uh, different understandings of things. I mean, my family was conservative, you know, Masorti, mm-hmm. uh, fairly Shomer mitzvot, uh, you know, fairly observant for for that world. Um, and But definitely, you know, revolved around Torah. Um, getting married, I, you know, got back into Torah a lot more and into Hasidism and other things. Uh, I mean, I teach Jewish studies. I mean, I... I my life revolves around Torah. I mean, I, I yeah. love it, find it very meaningful and satisfying. Um, I also feel like, and this is part of the Green Sabbath Project too, in a way, you know, while we have a lot to learn from Judaism and from other ancient practices, um, ancient practices also, you know, aren't, uh, they also uh, evolve and they also can change and they should change. Um and, you know, that's something all religions and, and cultural traditions wrestle with. Uh, how much change is too much and how much do you have to yeah. preserve? But, uh, again, I think the idea of Green Sabbath and just even for people who are secular, who don't believe in organized religion, who don't believe in God, you know, to hopefully find it meaningful or powerful just to take care of oneself, you know, just yes, to rest yes. a week or just to f- slow down and focus on, you know, living uh, really kind of ecologically one day out of seven, yeah. what does that really mean? Uh, and again, it's not, it's not like Green Sabbaths are not like a substitute for all of the other actions we have to do. It's not no, like... No, of course, it's an addition. It's one more thing. It's one more thing we can right. not do. So, I don't know. I feel like, you know, religion also has a lot to learn from, uh, you know, yeah. from the world as it changes. And we, we need... Uh, I feel like we desperately need ecological rituals and ecological practices. This and is this is one that that is just seems to me supremely relevant and, and resonant. So so uh, 
even just the the thinking about it and you know it's so powerful it's yeah. it's the hardest thing in the world for us moderns to do us western moderns i think is to to slow down to not do we're so used to achieving we you know so much of our culture is achievement culture uh well i think i think this time i think this time this coronic era as i call it um really achieved the opposite of uh its creator's intent mm-hmm. um it, the, the intent as i see that is to create isolation to create separation to keep people in survival mode so they don't think critically to be separated, to be at homes. And what it created, actually, it brought many, many, many people into the understanding and the experience that, oh, how much we need one another. Oh, how much connection is important. Oh, how much togetherness is crucial and divine just by its creation, just by its need, just by the need to be connected. You know, so it brings people. So when I, when I came across uh, this project, uh, th- this project it was fascinating because it's not coming through a religious, dogmatic uh, standpoint, but it comes from exactly that which what we need. It is the connection. It is the connection to earth, the connection to trees, the connection to one another. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm really, really happy that, that you're here and, and uh, you know, connections to, to different groups, to different people uh, is, so, is so important. And that's why this program is, is here. That's why this platform is here to encourage people to come together, to encourage people to support one another, to empower one another. To be there for one another because uh, I say, our power is in our unity. You know, right. this is really with our power. To to you who are watching or who, who is who is watching now, or all the groups that I'm sending this to, Jonathan Shorsh is the is the founder of Green Sabbath Project, GreenSabbathProject.net, a project to bring everyone together through one day. Boom, that's it bring everybody together through one day to bring everybody to towards towards creation jonathan I, I, i'm really grateful that you are here is there uh last uh, last words before we uh say uh, uh thank you and uh, and a tout à l'heure and later thank you i again i'm just really grateful that you uh heard of us and thought to invite me and I'm glad we had a chance to know each other a little bit and share our views on the world and yeah really I invite you and all of your the people in your network to to join us in October I can I'll be happy to send out announcements please what's on October share with us what's on October we're going to do a shared green Sabbath weekend where again people can do what they want to do, whether it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, religious, not religious. Uh, you can do a group meditation. You know, you can get together and read some nature poetry uh, together, hopefully in person by then. Uh, and, th- you know, that's where we try to encourage every week. Uh, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. In fact, the opposite. And again, that's the paradox that, and our website plays with that yeah. intentionally. Yeah, yeah. You know, is there nothing we can do to save the environment? Yeah, precisely. Nothing may be really one of the best things you can do. So this idea exactly, of, exactly. of like, yeah, we can actually kick you know, back be cool. doing well, nothing, not feel guilty. What would be cool? What would be cool is in October, the weekend that you're doing the event and uh, and the event for everybody around the world is to have some kind of a platform where everybody can broadcast what they're doing that day. 
So it is. Yeah. So it becomes yeah. a virtual, a virtual experience of that weekend in October. So if somebody is doing meditation, uh, sound healing, all, all these, but exactly. broadcast it directly to your platform, and then it's like a, a this, this, this is this is really great. This is really That's great. Everybody, like actually, that that idea you had. So we will have a Zoom event Good. at the beginning of the weekend. And then we'll and we'll have different uh, environmental leaders, religious leaders speak, and have different breakout groups. Uh, it'll almost be like a kind of how-to training, how to do this at home, you know, for yourself. Yeah, that's with, wonderful. That's wonderful. Friends. And then we'll do our in-person things around the world. And at the end of the weekend, hopefully, we'll have a second Zoom kind of get together again, closing meditations, and that's and wonderful. say you know share our experiences and. Hopefully we'll do this uh, every year. But uh, that, that's really wonderful. Check out the website. Get in touch with us. And we'll that's keep wonderful. Doing- I'll be I'll be happy talking to you about about doing sound session, sound healing. So maybe we could do that and broadcast it into your platform. That'll be Love wonderful because I, I work with sound frequencies and and everything is about frequencies and energy. So this is great. I'm really really blessed to uh, to know you. Just stay on the, just stay on the on the platform after the broadcast ends and um, and we'll talk a little bit. I want to thank everybody who is here I want to thank Jonathan Shorsh uh, for being here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the courage to be here and to listen and to participate. Um, everybody for one another and uh, thank you for joining. This is Abracadabra Create What You Speak. I'm Ilana Zulai. And I will see you um, soon, sometime soon, sometime soon, yes. Hi, I'm Lassa Gadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Electric acid.